0: Well, in this session, we're going to look at Romans chapter 6. Uh, I'll go ahead and read these 10 verses, and whether we uh, finish them all in this session or not, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so let's begin at the Romans chapter 6 and verse 1. The Apostle Paul writes, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Yeah. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, or since we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also, we believers, should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness "...knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion or authority over him. For in that he died, he died into sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God." Now, I think we need to be reminded that the Apostle Paul is speaking specifically to the church in Rome. He's writing this letter from uh, the city of Corinth, but he is writing it to the uh, church that is in Rome. And in this church, there are both uh, Christian Jews and, of course, Christian Gentiles. And um, so, this is specifically to this church in Rome that he is writing, but in general, it's to all generations that would, uh, that would be after uh, the Apostle Paul had written this. It's for my generation, for your generation. Uh, and so we uh, these are truths that uh, we should realize and that have been passed down to us uh, from uh, the Apostle Paul uh, writing this letter to the church in Rome. Now, in chapters 3 through 5, we saw that the Apostle Paul dealt with the subject of justification. Again, may I remind you that justification means declared righteous by God. In other words, God declares us righteous when we put our faith in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation. Notice I said in Jesus Christ alone. It's not Jesus plus something. It is in Jesus Christ alone that God justifies us when we put our faith in Him. You know, uh, when you look back in church history. history, you find that Martin Luther, uh, of course, the founder of the Lutheran Church, and John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, uh, they both came to Christ uh, because of reading the Book of Romans. Both of them uh, came to the conclusion that justification was by faith alone. And uh, so uh, the Book of Romans has had a great impact on a lot of believers. Uh, since Paul wrote it many, many years ago. Of course, it was written uh, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, and um, uh, Paul penned it down. Now, that's in chapters 3 through 5. The subject is justification. Now, when we come to chapter 6, and actually chapters 6 through 8, Paul will defend the doctrine of justification by faith alone in Christ. uh, And um, Uh, he will do this by pointing out first of all uh, the uh, error of legalism which is uh, a belief that one must do something to be saved uh, or to stay saved. Uh, For instance uh, there were Jews uh, that uh, told the Christian Jews that uh, they could believe that Jesus was the Messiah but that wasn't enough to save them and keep them saved. They had to also keep the law of Moses. So it was grace plus plus works. Well, you know, that's, you can't add anything to grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor and uh, so you can't add any works that you do or I do to it. So legalism was a problem uh, in mixing law with grace. And then, of course, uh, what I call license uh, was a problem. Uh, the, The people uh, rationalized uh, in thinking that since one is saved by faith in Christ alone and that he is or she is free from from sin then uh, i can sin all i want to and get by with it well no you cannot uh, doctrinally, that's called antinomianism, which uh, is a belief that uh, uh, you can sin after you're saved. You can sin all you want to because you're covered by the grace of God. Well, that's of course frustrating the grace of God, and that is not true. So Paul is is dealing with that in chapter six. And in chapter six, uh, in verse one, we see that he, ob- he he anticipates the objection of some will say, well. Uh, if we uh, uh, if if we are saved by grace alone, uh, then we can continue in sin and just let grace abound. That's antinomianism. Uh, and then he'll answers uh, answer the objection in verses uh, two through ten with several answers. As a matter of fact, uh, and uh, uh, prove uh, that uh, that's, that the salvation by grace alone does not give the believer license to sin. Okay. Well, let's look at some of these truths. First of all, let's take a look at uh, verse one. Paul says, "What shall we say then?" Here he is anticipating their their objection. Shall we? Continue in sin, just keep sinning that grace may abound. And he answers it very clearly here. Uh, he says in verse 2 of Romans 6, God forbid. No, God forbid. And then uh, he asks a question How shall we that are dead to sin, now notice that dead to sin, live any longer therein? Now what is he saying here? Well, he is saying that believers true born again believers, have died to sin. Now, what does that mean they've died to sin? Well, it means they've died to uh the what we what we call original sin. You know, the Bible says in Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man, that's Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and that means all means all, and have come short of the glory of God. And so every human being is born in sin. David said that in sin did my mother conceive me. Uh, that's over in Psalm fifty-one. So we, uh, as we are conceived in the womb, we are born sinners because we are offspring of Adam. And again, uh, you can look at Romans five twelve and understand that we are uh, we are sinners by nature. We we are uh, we have in in inborn our inherent sin. Every person that comes in this world and um, now uh this is something that has uh, occurred uh, a past occurrence. If we look at uh, the book of Galatians, uh, again, we're looking at um, uh, at verse 2 of chapter 6 of Romans that says, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And uh, when you go to the book of Galatians, you see Paul writing there in Galatians 2.20 uh, that he says, I am crucified with Christ. So he makes it more clear here what he means by dead to sin. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. So, here's the, one of the truths that that Paul is giving us: is that we are all born sinners. We we have inherited the sin nature from Adam. And um, therefore, uh, we need to consider ourselves crucified with Christ. If we're dead to sin, then we ought to live in such a way that we are uh, not sinning because we're dead to sin. Now, what he's talking about here basically is positional sanctification. Now, I know this is hard for some folks to understand, but uh, you've got to just take the Scripture as it is. And uh, the Scripture teaches positional sanctification the word sanctification means set apart and here's what happens when a person truly trusts Jesus Christ as their Savior alone uh, remember that man is body soul and spirit we are, you know, we're a reflection of uh, the, tr- the Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. And when we, are, uh, when we are saved, when we trust Christ, God takes our spirit and soul and sets them apart for eternity. That's why we can say we're eternally secure. But you still have to deal with the body, the soul and spirit are positionally uh, for instance let me give you an example of what I'm talking about this is what Paul is explaining in uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 when he writes uh, in verse 5 of Ephesians 2 even when we were dead in sins speaking of God hath quickened us together with Christ for by grace are you saved watch this and hath raised us up together notice the tense hath it's a past happening and hath raised raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? It means that when you got saved positionally, you became a citizen of heaven. It means in the mind of God, you are setting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you have put your faith in Christ. Now then you are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. When you trusted Christ as your savior, the Holy Spirit placed you into the body of Christ. The, uh, that, we, uh, that we read about uh, in, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 12. Uh, And so uh, this is something that happened. uh, Every believer positionally Is a citizen of heaven. Now we're citizens of whatever nation we live in uh, here on earth, but in regards to um, our spirit and soul, uh, our spirit and soul have been set aside, sanctified, and this is a work of God, nothing that we do, and we are positionally sanctified uh, according to the word of God. Uh, Therefore, since we're positionally sanctified, then we ought to be progressively sanctified sanctified. Now what's the difference in position, uh, positionally sanctified and progressive sanctification? Progressive sanctification depends upon the believer. It's an ongoing thing as we set ourselves apart daily from those things that are displeasing to God. Progressively, uh, we personally uh, choose to set ourselves apart from sin. Now that doesn't save us, but it's a testimony that we are saved, and if we want to have victory over sin in our Christian lives we have to practice we have to practice progressive sanctification it's a daily thing that's why the Bible says take up thy cross daily and follow me. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot out there at you, but, but basically, this is what we're talking about uh, back in Romans 6 and verse 2. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin, what died? Well, our old sin nature, our Adamic nature, uh, died, uh, and the Bible says here, uh, how shall we live any longer therein? See, the, the point here that he's making is that. Uh, positionally, our spirit and soul is is eternally secure, and uh, of course, uh, because that is true, then we should not we should not live a sinful life as a believer. Now, I hope all that is sinking in. I'm doing my best to explain it to you. Uh, but what, when he talks about uh, uh, the the uh, the person being dead, he says, "How shall we that are dead?" Notice the tense there. It's a past. When you put your faith in Christ, God considered your uh, Adamic uh, nature dead positionally. Now, you'll still have to deal with it later on. And, and I'll get to that when we get to Romans chapter 7. But in the mind of God, we, our spirit and soul are, are, are set aside, uh, the Bible teaches, and uh, uh, the Bible says, the Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption, which is speaking of the redemption of the body. So our spirit and soul is born again. It's secure, uh, but we still have to deal with sins of the body. Maybe that makes a little more sense. Well, uh, notice something else here in verse 2 when it says, uh, we are dead to sin. Again, that's positionally because our faith in Christ, how should we live any longer their end? Since we are positionally dead to sin, now we need to uh, live our daily lives uh, and, uh, and, uh, and realize that dead people don't sin. See, it's it's a mindset we're talking about here. What it's saying, what I'm saying is this. Since we are dead positionally, our spirit and soul has been set aside positionally, we should not practice sin personally. That's what is being taught here. Uh, In other words, uh, a a positional sanctification is a work of God. When we put our faith and trust in Christ, we're justified by faith. But then we as believers have a responsibility to progressively, on a daily basis, sanctify ourselves from uh, from sin. That's what Paul is saying. Now, notice verse 3 of Romans chapter 6. He says, Know ye not... And of course, uh, he is speaking again specifically to the church at Rome, but to to each individual believer. Know ye not, Romans? I'm in Romans six three that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into His death. Now, what's he talking about there? Is he talking about water baptism? No. He is saying this that that believers that have been spiritually baptized which means to be that means they have been immersed in the body of Christ, uh, which was an act of the Holy Spirit uh, since th- this occurred when we put our faith in Christ alone now let's look at verse three again, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. In other words, the Bible is saying here we are identifying with the death of Christ when we trust Christ as our Savior. Well, let me prove it to you. If you go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and take a look at... Uh, at verse 13. Now here's what we have to understand. There is a spiritual baptism which the Holy Spirit uh, does when we get saved. And then there is water baptism that is a testimony to that spiritual baptism uh, as uh, it uh, is a testimony that we have, uh, we've identified with Christ's death on the cross, His burial, and His resurrection. And I'll go into more detail on that in a moment. But look at 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. The Apostle Paul writes, For by one Spirit, and it's in my Bible, it's capitalized because it is referring to the Holy Spirit, are we all baptized or immersed into one body? What's that body? That's the body of Christ. This is, I'm talking about the mystical body of Christ, not the His literal body, but His but the mystical body of Christ, which is the church. Notice this, being many uh, are one body, so also is Christ. Then if you look at verse 27 of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. So uh, we are baptized into the mystical body of Christ. Uh, When I say mystical, it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing that we do not fully understand at this point. As the old song says, we'll understand it better by and by, but we don't understand it all right now. But when we look at verse 3 of Romans chapter 6, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, this was done by the Holy Spirit when we trusted Christ, were baptized into His death. We identified with His death. So, uh, simply putting it this way, that the Holy Spirit placed us into the body of Christ, we then was identified with His death. Now, uh, it it means that believers have been baptized spiritually into Christ's death on the cross. Now, let me give you uh, a little more scripture here to help to help you understand that. Uh, Paul deals with this in uh, the book of Colossians chapter 3 uh, when, he, when he says, uh, uh, let's just look at verse 2 of Colossians chapter 3, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, here it is, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So spiritually speaking, we are dead because when we put our faith in Christ, we are putting uh, our faith in the one that died on the cross for our sins. Now, uh, maybe as we go along, this will be more clear to you, but but it simply means that believers have been baptized spiritually by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, uh, which means we've identified with His death on the cross. Now, let's go to verse 4. Now then, notice what Paul says in Romans 6, 4. Therefore, our sins, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. Now then, we are going to be talking about baptism in water verse 3 is talking about baptize, baptism by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, identifying with His death. But verse 4 is basically saying, now you you need to um, uh, testify to that by being b- buried with Him by baptism unto death, that like, notice the word like, as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, here's what he's saying in in verse four. Here we see a testimony uh, to the the fact that every believer has been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, which is the church, by the way. And uh, here we do this by being immersed in water. And I believe in total immersion for baptism. The Bible does not teach sprinkling. It does not teach pouring. It teaches em- immersion. That's the only way that you can really uh, fulfill the meaning of the word baptize. I mean, to place into. And so we had spiritual baptism in verse 3. Now we have water baptism And the water baptism is testifying to the spiritual baptism that happens at the point when we trust Christ as our Savior now notice the words here take a look at uh, at verse 4 for we are buried with him by baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so also we should walk in newness of life for look at verse 5 for we have been again it's, it's something speaking as a believer that's already trusted Christ and now they've been baptized uh, in water for if we have been planted Planted together. Notice the word "planted." It makes you think of a, a seed that, that you plant, and that um, it will germinate, and then it will come to life. Well, that's the principle that we see here in regards to water baptism. It it is a, it is a uh, an analogy to that. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of His death. Okay, that's talking about immersion in water. We shall be. Uh, we, sh- uh, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So. Uh, This planting is an analogy to planting a seed that will germinate and that will come up out of the ground. And uh, the raising uh, here is speaking, of course, of Christ's resurrection. It's It's an analogy that you put the seed in the ground and it produces a new life that comes up. And in, in a spiritual sense, that's what happens when we get saved. We associate with Jesus, or identify with his death, his burial, his resurrection. Uh, I've performed many baptisms in the past 50 years of ministry. And uh, when I baptize, I, 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 I take the person and I say, buried in the likeness of Christ's death and raised in the likeness of his resurrection. The likeness. And so, water baptism is a testimony to spiritual baptism that occurred when you trusted Christ as your Savior. Now, um, I'm going to stop right there, and uh, we'll pick it up in verse 6 in our next session as we continue uh, talking about this matter of justification and sanctification. Remember, justification uh, means declared righteous by God. Sanctification means set apart for God. And um, if you understand those two theological terms, it'll help. Uh, We're going to look at transformation uh, in our next session. So I hope you'll tune in. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page or you may send Pastor Tim an email to timrey1 at hotmail.com or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.